Hello and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a podcast where we read about some Dungeons and & Dragons and discuss how we might include it in our role-playing campaigns. Folks, it has been a trek, it has been a journey, <laughs> but today I went out of my house. <laughs> into I, the real world. I went into the real world, I battled through tubes, I battled through um, various slow walkers, because they're everywhere, they're back in London now. And I went to, went, went to that game shop and as I went in I saw it. Beautiful, bold, in the <laughs> Fizzbands is finally out in the UK after a week or so of delayed shipping stuff. Um, there was even announcements I saw in gaming groups saying it's not coming out to the 9th and today we are recording on the 9th so I was like, if the time is now and I honestly, I, I rushed, got it and the, the woman behind the counter was like, you're here for, for that one book, aren't you? And I was like, yes! Everyone's coming for that book, and I was like, I know! So, yes, so I'm very happy to have it, and it is, and I must say, I am I think I'm sold now on alternate covers, because it is just, yes. like, if I just, again, I don't want to blow my camera, but it is it just is beautiful. It is really cool. I, I can't, I, even if I just move it like that, it shimmers ever yeah, so slightly. It's the, it's the shimmeringness that's very nice. Even on the back, which is just uh, a simple fireplace with a, a Fizzband's hat, it is, it, well, again, can't, Less good on this side, but um, yeah, no, it's still nice. It's still, it's still. I think it's still better than the. The only thing I'm not a total fan of the font. I'm going to say that's the I, only thing I'm going to say. I agree. I agree because it it now looks like a generic. It looks uh, a bit too book. generic, like book on dragons. Not. Yeah. It feels like it needs like a proper leather bound title. Yeah, if I if I pick up, I guess pick up. Hang on, if I pick up, I've got Eberron here as well. Obviously, I know yeah. they're very different books. Yes. I guess, obviously, they've got that very specialised title sort of thing. Yeah. And then here's, but even then, sorry, this is where I'm going to hand out all the books, but even with Wild Beyond the Witchlight, even yeah. that alternate cover, like that... It's I just, mean, that's what I mean. It's just so much more ingrained and part of it. Yeah. I just feel like Fizzband should feel more like... I don't know. I just feel like it could be more feely. Yeah. And <laughs> if, well, I, no, but it's true. And if you, again, looking at the other art... Alt, the other alt covers, so like mm. Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. I love that, yeah, the Hydra 74 ones Which, are really yeah, good. Yeah, another one of that one, yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, uh, the what's it called? All of yeah. the standard monster manuals and the stuff that he does are great as well. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think what's it called now, the Salt Marsh one, which is done yes. from the perspective of the one person on the boat as well. They're all, mm. again, they have very stylized fonts, whereas this a very mm. simple font. Yes. I don't know, maybe they didn't want to take away from the, the shiny dragon. Super but. dragon, yeah. It's, it's fine. It's just not what I It just doesn't sound fine. Anyway, but yes. <laughs> in case, it feels in, like it should be in some nice cursive, like, big F, you know, like the big, uh, you know, when you have the, the fr- first, I forgot, the the the, oh, the letter, what is it oh, called? Oh, yeah, like the, the capital of the beginning of the The chapters. drop cap, the, the sort of drawn cap. Yeah. The, the sort of, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I appreciate, I showed my book and then it didn't introduce my co-host, which is very poor of me. Uh, with me, as it's always. It's definitely more important, the book. <laughs> with me, as always, who's, who actually suggested this whole topic is Hamilton. Hamilton, how are you? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh... I mentioned it, but I said I'll talk. I'll save it for now. On the last show, mm-hmm. we had Curse Strad yesterday. Yes. Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't Why? like. It. Do like no, it? I really love it, but I don't like it. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm really. We're having a lot of fun. We've. We're in the Fred Durst house. Oh, we, the Durst family. We got to the basement now. We're in the basement. Oh no. Not yeah. The basement. I love how my. And at the end of the end of so end of the, the game, DM says, you know, seventy percent of parties who played this game, we're still not out of it. TPK. And I was like, 
so why the fuck have you put this into that? Why have you done this to us? And he said, but you're doing really well. Okay, yeah, because I've only got one cure wounds left. Um, everyone is, nearly everyone's died once. I've died, I was down once. Uh, yeah, everyone went down once pretty much. Oh, feck. But we did the, we got in the, we, we're doing uh, flanking rules. Mm-hmm. So we definitely got ourselves like at corridor entrances, kill zone, they run in, ghouls just slash, slash, slash. Mm-hmm. I didn't use my, I tried to save my divine smite because I wanted to keep my spell slots for cure wounds, mm-hmm. but it really fucked me over actually. Oh, I, w- no. I took Blessed Warrior Paladin. Mm-hmm. So I got to use my Radiant Burst, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. We found, um, the human sack of of coins. Oh yes. Which became yeah. a very comic moment for all of us. It just kind of it's just made of human skin. What? Yeah, it's made of human skin. Yeah. It was not nice. Uh ah. but yes. And we're deciding we've decided we're taking a short rest in the in the chamber where the baby used to live, sort of thing. Oh fun. We survived the sort we've survived the short rest. He did the roll on the table. We survived yeah. that. And now we're going to join the party downstairs where the noise is coming from. Oh, yes, the, the, the various chantings and stuff. Very good. How much further have we got? I don't know. I want to get out there's, of this freaking house. Not, not really spoiler. There's one more level. And it's, it. it's, a, it's a doozy. And it's, you know what's interesting? Again, I wouldn't... Don't don't anything about it. No, no, no. no. Don't, I, I, there was an article recently which to- talks about how difficult that, that challenge is, uh, yeah. that, that starting adventure is, and how you might change it. So there's other other things you can ask. Like, for example, I think it, it was saying start start them on level two rather than level one and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, we leveled up to level two and they kindly said to us, without a short rest, without a long rest, you can oh, yeah. gain all your spells, but you can't gain your health points. Which oh, is interesting. I, I was just like, no, yeah. you're, you're so squishy. I need, I want to hit you, please. It, yeah. Just pretend you've, you've got it. We just, like, we just gave, we just, we just used like whatever we could to get our health up to yeah. nearly our full level, but feck. It's it's I really like it as a starting adventure. I think that is there because um, I think there's alternate ones. Is that right? Are there alternate uh, as, starting adventures? Um, not in in the Ravenloft campaign. I appreciate it. we're getting off completely off topic. We need to talk sorry. about these bands. Oh, no, no, sorry, no, 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 no. Um, you can cut this if you no, want. No, 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 no. I'm I I will talk about Strahd forever, as you know. But um, <laughs> so it's it's a good one to like. Hey, here's a haunted house to get you through levels mm. one to three. But you can you can go into anywhere in Ravenloft. You can start in Barovia. You can start in one of the other villages because it's just again it's, mm. it's a domain of dread so you could cross into the mists and just appear um where well, that's what we saw we've come from the real world yeah j- 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 i want to say j- somewhere i can't remember somewhere that supposedly had werewolves i don't know if you made it up i don't know but we then crossed um in the mist came after us and we ran into the house sort of thing yeah oh the, yeah the yeah ye, ye old-fashioned mists are following you it follows yeah yeah um, but yeah, there's. Uh, I think it's quite. I like it as a, a starting adventure. But once you're out, there is some. I've got no armor. Well, I've got no armor. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> I'm a paladin. Literally, that's all I've got is armor. Like Don't I've worry. got ten AC right now. You'll, it's... you'll be able to get some at some point. Yeah, one of the fighters got the armor. Anyway, whatever. Anyway, anyway. Whatever. I'm not pissed off. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying <laughs> Curse of Strahd. No, I am enjoying it. Just, oh, yes, we're here to talk about Fizzband. Sorry, no, I shouldn't. No, at all. So this episode, we are going to talk about our first impressions mm. of Fizzbands. And I'm sure we will, like, like uh, Wild Beyond the Witch Eye, I'm sure we'll come back to it. Obviously, Wild Beyond the Witch Eye is quite popular just now. There's tons mm. of stuff about Feywild. We've just done an episode on Domains of Delight. We've done yeah. one on 
Feywild um, companion. companion. Yep, by Splinterverse. Um, mm. Who have also, I will say, even though we're not reviewing it uh, this episode, they've also brought out their own Fizz Band's uh, accomp- accompaniment yes. document. So, worth checking out. Worth checking out, absolutely. Um, they kindly sent it to us, and I, I'm sure at some point we'll have a look through it and recommend stuff as well. But today we're going to talk about Fizz Band's uh, treasury, uh, treasury of? Yeah, Treasury of Dragons. Of Dragons, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, Hamilton. Yes. Who is? I'm here. <laughs> Who is Fizz Band? Who is Fizz Band? Fizz Band! Sorry. Fizz Band! <laughs> this is always going to be how it is to be said. Fizz Bands is a dragon in human form. Yeah, so massive spoilers because I didn't realise that until I read read that just before we started. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> like, completely blindsided me. But that was from, cool. Yeah, it is. From the Dragonlance uh, novels, series. setting, series. Yeah, um, yeah and it, as it will talk in this, dragons like to get in human form, uh, go and just check out what's going on in the world, keep an eye on things, be aware. Mm-hmm. And that's what Fizban is, was. Um, I don't know if it's still was. alive. <laughs> I don't know if they're still alive or not, I don't, in well, the stories. But... but which dragon is he, though? Oh, he's a uh, Barmut. Yeah. Yeah, which he's, the, he's the main one. Yeah, he com- which completely, again, blindsided me because I was like, wait, what? Because obviously it yeah. talks about Bahamut in the third person, this book, and then mm. it goes, and then it was like one little line saying, obviously, with Fizz bands being Bahamut in disguise, and yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. ah! <laughs> or, um, but it's it's very cool. I'm going to switch to the art that we've got on there. So there you go, see the art there. And um, yeah, that's Fizz Band. That's that his band. Yeah. And he wrote this book. <laughs> he wrote, well, that's about dragons. About and, dragons. Uh, and yeah. another yeah, another great book. I will say, look, if you, again, I, I'm sure it shows it on D&D Beyond as well, but looking at the pages themselves, and it again, this is my sort of, my little mm. inside insight, which is like, oh, for, for anyone who's watching me, but essentially uh, the person, the oh, art... picture of his band. Oh, go for it. Um, but like the um, graphic designer, so Trish Yockham, who mm. I uh, interviewed for Dragon Plus a little while ago. Um, yeah. So she creates all the interior, like page text, uh, textile, uh, textiles. Yeah, the, the, the mm. yes. Yeah, the page, te- the, pa- the 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 patination of the pages. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So with uh, Wild Beyond the Witchlight, it was all about <laughs> butterfly wings and stuff, which you can sort of vaguely see, so, sort of semi-translucent on the pages oh, okay, and on the page cool. as well. Can we see the ones on Fizzband? Because it doesn't come up on D and D Beyond, so it'd be nice it to is, see. I don't know if you, well, I'll, I'll hold it up to the camera, but I don't think you'll yeah. be able to see it. But a cent- oh, there's a, here we go. We've got a better, better one there. You can see it is dragon scales. Oh, lush. It goes all yeah. the way down. Nice, um, nice. So obviously, the, and I just like and. What? Oh, you do get that at the top of the page. A actually, little bit, honestly. yeah, and that's throughout the whole book. Like, there's a little mm, bit of very nice again on on there at the bottom there. So yeah, you can, oh there you go. You can see like a little bit, and that, that's why I absolutely love about the physical books. And I, it it does have it on mm. D Beyond as well. Is that they have this sort of character through the thing, so it's trying to show, it's trying to emulate a feeling and stuff. And I wouldn't have noticed it otherwise, and mm. other than having this interview with her. So yeah, I saw it with Wobby and Witcher because I was like, oh yeah, butterfly wings, that makes sense. And then mm. here I'm like, ooh, dragon scale. So it, like it, it has mm. that feeling of like, well, I mean, obviously it's about dragons. Um, and I, I say the interesting thing when I got this book today, I, I got it from uh, my well, my local gaming shop, which is Orcs Nest, uh, which mm. I think most people who go to London will will have heard of lovely little shop um, it was interesting so the person on the desk said um, obviously that Fizzbands was very popular like pretty much everyone today who went in got a Fizzband book and she believes that this will be the most successful uh, D&D book source book this quarter 
even though mm. Strixhaven's is coming out in a few weeks' time, and she said the reason why she thought that was because she thinks Strixhaven, because it's a third-party content, because uh, it's Magic the Gathering, people don't go for that sort of thing. Like she said, pre- previous third-party stuff. So I think she was referring to like Ravnica, Theros, Everyone. maybe even um, yeah, maybe even Acquisitions Incorporated stuff. They said it doesn't sell, sell that well because people don't know the setting that well for D&D. But That's interesting. Your yeah. book about dragons for Dungeons and Dragons feels like it would sound she said, she's like, Yeah, she's like, it makes sense because it's, you know, dragons. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's the half that... I've heard the joke a lot on the internet and I have partaked in that joke that there's a heck of a lot of dungeons and not a lot of dragons in my Dungeons and Dragons. And apart from if you watch Dragon's Duel, yeah. there's a lot of dragons in that because that's part of our game. We, like, literally make it about dragons. But... And this is why I love this book because mm. it's literally like all of you. You might, you might, if you read this book, you might see some things happening in season three that relate to it. But it's, um, but yeah, I think. But I, I back to the the idea that Strixhaven was her. As I said to you in our chat, mm. that I just feel that it's Harry Potter for D and D. Like you're gonna buy it, right? That's what I'm gonna. I want it because I want to have Harry Potter in D and D because yeah, we it, we there's this thing about thing having. Yeah, it's like having magical schools dedicated to that sort of thing. Like, I mean, that's been going since time immemorial. Yeah. But to have it sort of codified as, here's an example you can use. And certainly the Unearthed Arcana for, for the different colleges of Strixhaven, was, it's really cool as well. Mm. But I, I think it's interesting because obviously we've grown up with Harry Potter. Um, yeah. Where And I thought to myself, like, looking at, like, Ravnica didn't really appeal to me. I've got the book. I've never really... really uh, mm. Theros did appeal to me because it's all about Greek Greek myths and legends yeah. but maybe people aren't into that you know again that, that's where we'll talk about Strixhaven when that eventually comes out and no doubt I'll be going it's not in the shop <laughs> again but yes going back to Fizban so mm. I guess where I guess if we start start a little bit at the beginning because uh, that's the bit I've read uh, so it's it's I think it's an interesting book because mm. and the last couple of source books Maybe it's just me in, 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 in Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of these books, they're not meant for players per se. They're meant for DMs. They're meant for people running games and stuff. And then, and then yeah. the first two chapters of this, I think there's a mixture of players and, and mm-hmm. DMs, and then the rest of it is DMs. So the first two chapters are about character creation that is sort of codifying the different draconic races that came out in Unearthed Arcana. Yep. And then. Uh, the dragon magic, which also came out in the Unearthed Arcana as well, about these these sort of new spells that you can put in, and yeah. I think they they're great uh, looking at it. Um, yeah. So yeah, just having a quick look at. So the... I'll go to the chapter yes, one character creation. Well, I'll get my notes up as well. I will say there's obviously the bit at the beginning about the allegory for the first world, uh, which I love. That mm. uh, talk about how because you were saying before like. There's lots of dungeons, but not many dragons. But actually, I think it gives a good ex- example of what that is. Is like they are myths and legends, and you can put them in because they're such powerful creatures. Yeah. Um, although I don't know how you've ever th- sort of seen dragons, or how you well, obviously you're, you're you're the dragon guy, to be fair. <laughs> but I've always seen dragons as um, very big, forceful cats, uh, like toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. That's sort of like. <laughs> You know, and yeah, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like they could easily, I guess, I guess younger dragons, they could easily like, like knock things off the uh, the mantle yeah. piece. I see the young, I see like wormlings and stuff like that. But when it yeah. comes to like Smaug and it's those sorts of, you know, that's the yeah. sort of characters that come to mind when it's like um, your ancient dragons. dragon that really like 
deep talking, hello, what are you doing in my lair, sort of thing, that sort of thing, yeah, and just covetous and uh, miserly, yeah. you know, Scrooge McDuck, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> oh my god, you know. amazing, yeah. yeah. But, you know, that sort of, it, that's how I've always thought. But the thing is, like, the... Um, there's a really good one, actually. There's a really good one in the Drizzt novel that's quite fun. When he mm-hmm. pretends to, he pretends to be a dragon in human form to trick another dragon. It's quite a good little moment, actually. It's very good, and he because he uses some knowledge he knows of another dragon that's like its rival. I think it's interesting because yeah, because D and D is a combat game. Yeah. At some point, you you maybe as a player you expect to fight a dragon. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I've played in campaigns where currently, you know, Touchwood never had to do that. And I, what's great about this book, uh, which we'll go on to, is that it gives such a wealth of knowledge. It's like, hey, they're not just these one-dimensional creatures that breathe a, a breath weapon and have mm-hmm. a horn and that you go and, yeah. you know, sort of sling your hook at it and try and, and kill it. You can have a... It's not... You know, you could either go in, have a fight, or have a social encounter. Yeah. These creatures are smart and they can easily take you out. And I think one line I took from that, that sort of beginning bit was that... Um, what did, it, what did I write down? The dragons are living embodiments of primor, primordial energies, and I like mm. that as a as a concept. I know, obviously, we mm. go on to sort of like you said, the chromatic, metallic, and gemstone dragons. But I just thought that sort of summarised what it, these these are mm. almost even unknowable, almost like Cthulhu esque in a way that they are something that can't be controlled. I, you, yeah. you would never be able to tame a dragon. <laughs> you would not be able to train a dragon, even. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that's the key thing to go across is that these things are majestic, but they're so dangerous. Like, it's like, a bit, but yeah. just like a lot of the animals that we interact with, this whole, you know, people try and go and pet lions and bears. You know, oh, they yes. just can't help it. And they see them as. <laughs> no, they can't. Like, literally, people, like, get. There's a whole thing about it. This transfixedness that they think they are big, cuddly cats and big, cuddly dogs. Yeah. And they're not. They are terrifying beasts yeah. uh, that will rip you to shreds. And it's just. Um, and I think that's the same. This is on a grander scale. I also mm. read. This is the song. Because I, I was interested, like, why are there dragons everywhere? Like, we have dragons in in Anglo-Saxon history, as well as Chinese uh, history, as well as um, lots of other um, sort of worldwide, it is a common theme, is dragons. And I thought, well, is it because of dinosaurs? And one of the theories was that actually a dragon is a mix of all the scary things that we were scared of when we were like primal, um, you know, uh, humanoids ourselves. So it's got the slithering snake tail. Mm-hmm. It's got the lionette's sort of stance and haunch, and the sort of and the sort of bat-like wings that we used to be quite scared of these bats, mm-hmm. and then the sort of lizard-like faces, wow. and that's why it was. And it's like the lizard tiger mix for some of them, you know. That sort of yeah. so it's just this. The thing is, they take on and embody all our fears. Mm-hmm in some ways of like of, it's a bestial fears that is as in like uh, that were that were sort of attacking us so they're sort of an ultimate beast that's how they're kind of created their I sort love, of I love that I think that's so yeah because yeah, you think of stuff like sphinxes or chimera <laughs> and stuff like that mm. and there's to me they seem more monstrous in quotation marks mm. but yeah mm. I love that idea and like you said there's the different depict, depictions of dragons obviously like you sort of mentioned and Anglo-Saxon but yeah Chinese dragons and mm. that mythology, like, there's, there's so cool, because I think, because we did an episode on dragons um, mm. way back in the early days of DM's book club, and 
I believe gold dragons were based on an Asian stuff. So these very long, almost um, like, oh, I can't remember the, the, the creature's name now, but the dream dragon from um, The Neverending Story. Yes. Falcorn. Yes. Um, yes. But obviously, obviously with the Asian influences of like the long beard and all that sort of thing. I, yeah. I was just like, that's, again, for me, that obviously that's not my take on a dragon, but I was like, oh, I want to put that in my games. So yeah. just a different way of looking at a, well, it is a completely different way of thinking mm. because it is it is more lizard like. It's longer. It's not compact mm. like a like you said like a dinosaur and that sort of thing. So mm. yeah, I highly recommend looking into like different cultures and interpretations of dragons and their artwork as well. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Asian artwork awesome. of, uh, is gorgeous of dragons. hundred percent. Yeah, seriously, that's, that's the thing. So it's kind of they are fantastical creatures, and that's how I always see them. In I see them as like the be-all and end-all of the material expect material planes ultimate yeah. feast because when you go beyond the planes then you just get into some crazy crap <laughs> just you know just goes beyond but yeah. when you're and they and they they the some of the ones in this go take them into that realm you mm-hmm. know with tracker liches and stuff like that but mm-hmm. i think the dragon is your ultimate beast that's your that's your yeah definitely yeah i think yeah you're right if you're not like oh we're gonna go into um, like you said, like mind flayer territory, <laughs> yeah. or um, yeah, astral dreadnought territory, or exactly, the, the devils, yeah. or something. Yeah, this is like here's something that's, I guess, not even supernatural. I think that's the thing. So, like you think like devils stuff like yeah. that. It's like something beyond that you might not know about. Whereas dragons, I don't know. You're right. There's something about it. They're going, ooh, that exists. Uh, it does because they kind of do exist. Because yeah. like dinosaurs existed, yeah. and they're close to that, and it feels. Doable. It feels yeah. buildable, if de- you know what I mean. I definitely think, yeah, I definitely see it as a... If you aren't... Because obviously we've thrown loads of stuff uh, out at, at the listeners in this podcast. We're like, oh, yeah. mind flayers are great. This is great. This is great. You know, um, and if that sounds like a lot, <coughs> narrow it down to literally dragons. And I'll say again, I, again, I will say, I've only read half this book, so I've only mm. had it briefly. Um, Sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, but I will say, because one of our earliest episodes we did was on giants. And mm. giants and dragons have this, um, r- not rivalry, this hate relationship between you. They are deadly enemies. So, mm. again, I highly recommend, because giants, giants are great. I love giants as a result. And so having that uh, relationship that the dragons were almost died out by the giants and vice versa, this ongoing mm. thing. So, again, having giants, which, again, for me, I can, ha- I can I really hard struggle to visualise giants until someone goes, oh, it's as tall as... Like where you are in this this building now, like I'm on the first floor. That's gonna be like half up to a half a I don't know, like a not a stone giant, but uh, like an ogre or something like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I now visualize that. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. So that, I think both those things you can easily mm. put that in a world and have them as yes. big ending campaign monsters or even midway through. You know, because mm. I think oh, there's something there is something great about them that is, I guess, grounded in reality in quotation marks yeah. in, 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 in reality there's a bit of a buzz whenever you come across one in a dragon, Dungeons and Dragons game it's just like and then you hear these wings blowing in the wind like, and you just oh, like the the boom boom sort of sound in the teacup and it goes yeah you know, oh yes it's, just, it's proper Jurassic you know Park I mean? like, oh. Jurassic Park style but you just that's it like it's visceral and it feels like oh, we're gonna fight a dragon in Dungeons and Dragons that's what you want to do <laughs> like I've been in the dungeon now I'm gonna fight a dragon and then it's like oh my god we've done it the end of yeah. the game <laughs> credits <Yeah>. roll <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly Absolutely. well quick we'll, we'll move on then to yeah. character creation so in this first yeah. Chapter. It talks about the draconic races, the subclass class options, 
Heroes mm. of the Dragon and Draconic Feats. So three of those, uh, so one, mm-hmm. two, and four, they came in the Unearthed Arcana, which yeah. I thought I'd look at. And it introduces this um, three types of Dragonborn, uh, metallic, yeah. chromatic, and gemstone. And so uh, Dragonborns yeah. uh, obviously were originally in the player's handbook, and now it's like, here's uh, more... Uh, more here's uh, different types of them so you can actually specialize in different things mm. which is really cool um so getting my notes out uh starting from the top so we've got do, 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 we've got metallic dragons uh, yeah. so these ones are obviously come from uh quote unquote good dragons so you've got your, your metal kind of ones so you know you've got your brass bronze copper gold mm. silver um What's cool about these folks, uh, when you're playing them as a Dragonborn, you get two breaths, essentially. So you have all Dragonborns get their initial breath weapon, which you choose at the beginning. And then you also have, for the metallic ones, you have a, an additional breath weapon that you get at level five. Um, and that can, mm. you can choose one of the following. So it's, uh, and I'm not going to pronounce these right at all, Hamilton. So one of them is uh, Repulsion Breath. So each creature within the cone must make a, a strength saving throw, it will be pushed back 20 feet or, and be not prone which is really good. And mm. then Enervating Breath, <laughs> I think. Uh, Enervating. Enervating, thank you very much. See, this is why I need you on this. Um, <laughs> each creature in the cone will succeed on a constitution saving throw or become incapacitated to the start of your next turn. Mm. Um, so that's, I think that's really interesting. And you get that at the fifth level. So, um, yeah, so what I'd say with that uh, with the breath weapons for all of them is that in the Unearthed Arcana it was a D8 and now they've been upgraded to D10 uh, which I find mm. interesting so like a little mm. bit extra I guess because people I guess it makes sense you might want to use your, your breath for uh, for flavour the other mm. thing uh, which has a massive change I think is metallics uh, oh, I've skipped ahead that's silly uh, you've gone to metallic first is it? I've yeah, gone to metallic yeah, that's fine but it's, uh, so it's still the same that one but yeah sorry mm. going back True chromatic. So this, this is sorry, the biggest one I found. So the chromatic ones are obviously black, blue, green, red, and white. So again, and they've got the associated powers there. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have something called chromatic warding. So at fifth level, as an action, you can channel your draconic energy to protect yourself. So for one minute, you become immune to the damage type associated with your chromatic ancestry. Mm. Really, really useful. And you can use it once per long rest. In the original Unearthed Arcana, you got that at third level, and it lasted for ten minutes. <laughs> wow! Could you imagine? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, how many combats go beyond ten rounds? I think yeah. In my head, this definitely felt like a an environmental. You have to get through yeah. the volcano ASAP. Um, and so then that, that's what that. I mean. So then that makes it more useful, I guess. Mm. But I guess maybe not. But maybe that's too. Maybe it's too OP. I think third level's too low. But I think fifth yeah. level. Fifth level. Ten minutes. Fine. Ten minutes. I think would be. I'd be happy with ten minutes. Yeah. But one minute's fine. I mean, I get it. But I think. I mean, if you are literally dra- dragonborn and you are blowing fire out your mouth, yeah. it feels like you should be able to run through some I, fire. I feel like you, you should. Know? I mean. It doesn't really say... Oh, you do have resistance. You have draconic resistance to the type that associated with you. So if you are yeah. a, a red dragonborn, you will be resistant to fire. Yeah. But then immune to fire. I know, but that's what I... Yeah, I kind of feel... Oh, maybe. Yeah, but I feel like... No, ten, I'm, I I, like I, I, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I, I, I thought yeah. 10 minutes would stay, actually. Yeah. But I agree that getting up to fifth level makes sense. But yeah, yeah, it gone down to one minute. And I was like, that's a, mm. that's a big shame. 
Uh, going on to gem dragons, and I, yes. I was talking about these ones before. I, I mean, the the image of them is gorgeous. Mm. Um, the one thing I, and I think I've, I've told you this before. The one thing I despise <laughs> so much is being able to fly, <laughs> which makes total sense. You said dragons. this so many times, but yeah, but they don't get to fly for they get to fly for a minute. They do in the uh, original. I think no, I think it, it was the same. I can't remember. Uh, but oh, yeah, th- yeah. But, but again, and I think it was earlier on they got it in, in the when I yeah. Arcana, But yeah, level five, you get spector- uh, spectoral, spectoral, yeah, spectoral wings that last for a minute. And you can fly around and stuff, so that's quite good. You um, hate flying. I know how much you hate flying. It's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, like I think uh, you obviously draconic resistance, psionic mind, so you can send mm. telepathic messages, which is always useful. Also, uh, the damage types are good because force damage is. Yeah. OP every oh, time, you yeah. know. And if you're going, if you're going to be going into Ravenloft, having radiant damage is always useful. <laughs> so. Just, just saying, right? Yes. So with the with the gem ancestry here, so you've got amethyst, which is force, crystal, which is radiant, uh, emerald, which is psychic, sapphire, which is thunder, and topaz, which is necrotic. Mm. Is I can't remember. Topaz isn't. What color is topaz? No. I don't know my gems very well. I, I don't know because I thought I thought topaz was like a pinky color. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, this is this is bad on my front as well because I think no topaz isn't my birthstone. I can't remember off the top of my head. Topaz. Sapphire is mine. Oh, so is thunder. it? Okay. Yeah. Thunder. Oh, topaz is sort of a. Hang on, let me go onto the Wikipedia. Is it green? Page. I don't. Oh no, it's, it's it's now I've got an image of no, it's like an ambery type color. Okay. On thing. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, so mm. yeah, I I would assume it would be green as well because necrotic or a, a darker black perhaps. But mm. anyway, but mm. yeah. So overall, they're all pretty much as uh, as the unearthed arcana. The only real difference is that the damage, mm. the breath weapons have gone up, which is pretty yeah. pretty good. I think because I it's it's I think it you I would want to. It use doesn't my, feel doesn't feel yeah. It never felt really. Never felt really worthwhile being a dragonborn. Sometimes I think, in terms of like the benefit of that breath weapon, mm. it just one d eight doesn't feel enough. I think one d ten feels yeah, much more absolutely. Punchy. And again, yeah. the the only thing to sort of mention is obviously chromatic. Your breath is in a line, and the gem and the uh, metallic. It's a cone breath essentially. That's the only oh. slight difference. <clears throat> yeah, so, but that's the thing. So the cone ones are only fifteen feet. So you yes. So you have a bigger reach. Smaller, <laughs> you have to all yeah. line up. Line up. <laughs> <laughs> What's this one? Like? Cool. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Cool. Uh, and quickly, awesome. quickly going on to the subclasses. Now, I will say, mm. the way of the ascendant dragon, which is a monk subclass, sounds mm. pretty fucking cool. <laughs> Can I say my favorite bit is? Yeah. It goes. My favorite ascendant dragon months. My favourite Ascendant Dragon months all narrate their bodily attacks aloud with fun onomatopoeias like swish kapow, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love that because they're yeah. that's just like just d- giving like proper like just um what's this, what's it uh, Batman kapow and then you know boff <laughs> and stuff like that I just love it yeah oh yeah no I oh yeah I I think yeah definitely inspiration if <laughs> if the monk does that yeah that stuff yeah so with this one um again you get another really good table. Um, mm. so this idea that you and the uh, you either have been sort of infused or blessed in some way. Uh, I loved mm. uh, what's the one I put down? Oh yeah, a dragon has personally taken upon an active role in shaping your inner energy. <laughs> 
it's like, no, no, let me, let me, so, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it is, uh, yeah, I thought they were quite cool. I think they had a lot of good flavor. There was the, um, they get some good uh, tricks as well, don't they? They get Breath of the Dragon. Yep. So they get to basically um, do a 20-foot cone. Well, cone, well, yeah, 20-foot cone or a, or a line, they can yeah, they get the, Yeah, so they get basically a breath weapon uh, additional, and they also get to fly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because they do have the stuff of the wind, which is pretty amazing yeah. anyway, but being able to fly on top of that is good. I was wondering with the breath weapon, can you change which one it is? Does it say that anywhere? You can raise one of the attacks with an exhalation of draconic in either, either a 20-foot cone or a 30-foot line. Your but like, choice. But if you... Cause like, how many times you can do this? You can do it... And um, feature this number of times equal to your proficiency key. bonus. Yeah, proficiency bonus, that's it, yeah. So, I wonder if you could change it each time. Or you have to pick you one. You could spend two key points to use this feature again as well. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty good. You could just use it on every... Um, yeah. Every every attack, so that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And yeah, like you said, the later on as well, you can get mm. augment breath, which means you can change the shape and power of it, so it becomes either a sixty foot cone or a ninety feet line. <laughs> so you can even like, oh, you're running away, Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> you're just on. You've got a top of a staircase, and they're all running up at you. Just there. You yeah. I also good. I also like with the aspect of the worm. So this is a level uh, level mm. eleven feature. You get frightful presence as well. Yeah, I like that. That's I good. kind of flavour that that you sort of your face changes into some sort of dragon shape. Like whoa! Like really, you go for like a real draconic look. I think that's yeah. quite cool. I yeah, I just yeah that because. Frightful presence is definitely the one of the big things I remember. Obviously, you got you obviously dragons that can fly, and they've got breath weapon. But yeah, frightful presence because that that's that's scary when because the save is so high. So to make you as a player uh, have that is pretty oh, yeah, that's pretty badass. It is pretty that. cool. Mm. Do you want to talk about then the Drake Warden then? As a um, yes, the Drake Warden is cool. So it's basically Beastmaster but focused. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. That's how I see it, right? Yeah. It's That's what it is. It's Beastmaster focus on dragons. So yeah. you get... Um you get you get to speak draconic that's sort of your first but you get to bond with a drake yes. which is uh creates a connection of dragon kind granting you understanding and powering you presence that gain the following business so you get a drake companion mm -hmm. as an action you can magically summon the drake that is bound to you it appears in unlocked space of your choice within 30 feet mm. it's friendly and it acts just like all other companions really but um it's friendly it has a stat, <laughs> it's friendly it has a stat block and you can use it like your companion um Small dragon, you, yes. Yeah, it's basically a small dragon, but it gets cooler because yeah. you get at seventh level, you can mount it, but it can't fly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Which I kind of think is like, what's the point in mounting a dragon if you can't fly it? But whatever, <laughs> yes, I get it. That's, it's like a little, I, in my head at that point, it's like a little bearded dragon that gets a little <laughs> bit bigger. So then you I mean, what a cool way to enter town, you know, yeah. like oh, yeah. on the back of a dragon, but um, yeah. it gets a bit more, you get to. It gains resistance to the damage type chosen for the draconic essence as well, so you gain some benefits like that. So if its cone is being <laughs> thrown around, you don't get you don't get in as much trouble. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, 
you can also exhale some breath at 11th level Mm-hmm. And then you can fly at 15th level, which I think is a fair level to fly at. I think 10th level probably would be a fair level to fly at. But yeah, you get to, it becomes, and they grow in size. So it gets, um, it gets more uh, damage and um, you get more resistance. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's basically it really. It's a, it's a very cool ranger because it's got a dragon added to it. And that's yeah. all that a ranger's really needed, it seems. But that's the thing, like we were talking before about, like, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong, um, Misk. And Minsk, Minsk and yeah. Boo, uh, and obviously in the oh, was it the Order of Bahamut? Um, yes, yes. The the other person in that whose name has escaped me just now. Uh, so she has obviously a dragon, and she, I think yes. she's she's I think she's got a bow in the image. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm. But that's the thing. As a ranger, you could have like you know with a bow, but then flying on a bloody dragon. And you're like, this is the coolest you've ever looked. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Pretty. Much. Any range attacks? I, yeah, that, that's how I see it for me. Like you. Are you the ability to be able? Sorry, having the ability to fly—that's mm. not nothing to do with a magic item you're wearing or having a concentration spell on you. Yeah, and or you—you're not having. It's not your action per se. It's the another creature's action. That's always very very helpful, I think. And yeah, mm. having a dragon on that front is really cool. And yeah, just looking just looking at it, like you said, the you can choose what uh, essence it is. You know, from acid, cold, fire, lightning, poison. I mean, I think the one I wouldn't do, actually, the one I wouldn't choose is poison. Just because I know at later levels, everyone's resistant to poison. <laughs> yeah, you are right. It's a bit like fire as well, is that a lot of things are resistant to fire, as mm. generally, isn't that? That's kind yeah, of right, isn't having, it? So, having a yeah. cold or lightning one would be pretty... I'd, I'd yeah. like that. That would be pretty cool. Or going for one of the gem ones, like Radiant <laughs> and Necrotic, which is always useful, I think, depending on where you are. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in if you're in an undead world, you want radiance. Radiant, yeah, <laughs> exactly. absolutely. Uh, just to quickly go on then to Heroes of the Dragon. Yeah, a very small section. <laughs> um, it just talks about basically having ties with um, you know mm. ways to tie in. So if you've already got, if you're a sorcerer who has draconic magics uh, as your origin source, or if you want to give mm. more of a background, and this is something I'm going to bring into when we talk about the role play in Dragons thing. As you, as, as you and I both know, wizards love their tables. No problem with that. I just feel some of these sections are lacking a little bit and they rely too much on tables. And I wouldn't mind a bit more writing just yeah. to flesh it out a tiny bit. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, as you said, it is for GMs who also... That's part of the game, isn't it? I guess, in some respects. You know, that sort of... That you know that gives us little things and then we we write the additional bit but I do agree I think like I think it is something that yeah as you said lacks sometimes quite a bit in wizards books is that it would be nice just to have some really good more good um, examples of things I, get, I, get, it's, I think it's interesting so obviously you and I when we run our games there is we do rely heavily I guess on the storytelling aspects and, mm. uh, and the, the role play aspects and not every GM or DM is comfortable with that and I again respect yeah. that but I think having a big section on how do you role play villains, how do you role play mm. dragons, and it's a little bit yeah. more detailed. So, well, here's some stuff you can do. Have you thought about this? And having there's like always books yeah. and improv and stuff, which you'd be like, here's some character stuff. If you have a bit more character stuff in that, that'd be cool. So, like, yeah. like obviously here it talks about ties with ties with your character to draconic stuff. And I will say, like mm. looking at looking at always, always are really good, and they they say which sub um, which class they can be tied to. 
I do quite like number nine, which says, I yeah. recently discovered a person I love and trusted was a dragon in disguise. And I just, I like, mother? <laughs> mother. <laughs> That's when the quadruple take come in. Yeah. Exactly. What, what, what? That's definitely a that's an that's, that's an in joke between me and Hamilton. But I yeah. recommend we will watch. I just I just explained showed the quadruple take to to Fee earlier. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Um, so search Patrick Stewart quadruple take on YouTube, and you won't. If be If you haven't seen it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's amazing. Good. Um, I will probably have put it in right now yeah, for that like, moment. <laughs> this. The quadruple take is in a different category altogether, but it's the only one I know. And you'll be glad to hear that I don't have anything beyond the quadruple take. <clears throat> you ready? Yes. Okay. Her buttons are the best. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, they are great. And I, I mean, yeah, I'm totally up for this idea. I mean. We visited uh, the mausoleum of Chronepsis, which comes up a couple of times, but they never put it in here. You know what I mean? Like, they never really mm-hmm. talk. Like, Chronepsis is super cool. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's so much lore around Chronepsis as a as a dragon. Uh, did you know about Chronepsis much? I don't, yeah. please. Uh, in, well, sorry. I mean, it's funny. I know everything about it, but for the viewers and listeners at home, <laughs> what do you, you, um, you explain to them? So, yeah, Chronepsis. And they mentioned it goes like lives in the Outlands, and they've, they've become, um, you know, immortal. And in some and this thing it does talk about like different uh, realities have different religious theories on the dragons and some dragons are higher up and lower up like this doesn't even talk about EO and AO at all Mm. which are even supposedly in my mind I've always had EO and AO are the higher Sort of god dragons, really, the yeah. yeah, the super god dragons, and then Tiamat and Bahamut are the more like physical manifestations of each of them. But mm. anyway, uh, and I've always had that Chronepsis was is seen as the, it says in this seen as the god of fate, but is not. It's just mm. a dragon who's been able to find the because it talks about dragons being able to find the consciousnesses of themselves on all the planes. They have a thing mm. called Dragon Sight, which is the ability mm. to to see so there's true sight and then dragon sight is being able to see your realities so yes. all the realities of your because exp- uh, these dragons are always expressed on every single plane plane yeah even if that isn't actually in a draconic form mm-hmm. in some because they may not actually they might appear as a lizard or a dragonborn or or something but um and so some of those have been able with the heightened dragon sight to not only gain more power but also to to sort of some of them have gone around uh, destroying their other Existences to get themselves more powerful. Again, if you if folks have seen Loki season, well, season yeah. one, obviously, I can't remember yeah. what he's called at the end. Uh, but it's similar sort of thing where there's these, yeah. uh, they're described as echoes, aren't they? Like yeah. echoes of these dragons in different places. And they they are again later on when when we're creating dra- dragons, you can s- create their echoes, and they are the same but not the same, and that, all exactly. that sort of thing. And I think that's again that's so cool to customize how you see dragons and stuff because I yeah. again I, I'm always a big fan of like here's some examples that you could just take and use but also make mm. your own but also here's some yeah. ways you can customize it because I think the more yeah. more stuff like that the better because you're mm. not you're not limited maybe you're, people are overwhelmed by choice perhaps but then I think I always go oh that yeah. interests me I'm gonna go off and, and make my own thing from that so using that as a, as a springboard I think that's the thing, but yeah, as I was saying, like when I was my point with the Chronepsis thing was like there's a the place where Chronepsis live. They don't even mention it, which is it's a, a ruinous city mm-hmm. that he is an ever decaying, ever decaying um, body of a dragon, like this black dragon, humongous, and um, 
every single soul of a dragon or dragon kind, so dragonborns, mm -hmm. is represented in this city as an hourglass. How cool is that place? So I took people there in one of our Dragon's Duel games because I was like, that's fucking cool. And I've done her. But it's like, what an, and so there's like, I just imagined it as all these like broken temples that have got a temple to all the great dragons. So I did like, I've made little temples for lots of famous dragons in them in when I went there. And I was thinking like, why is that not, why is there not like, why is that not in this? Do you know what I mean? That's, I'm, I'm it's a great book, that's what yeah. I'm saying. But when your point of like giving examples of things, it'd be nice. There's that, isn't there? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I shut up now. No, <laughs> You're doing no, really well, wizards. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think it's. I guess it's interesting because like obviously they have got loads of people writing all this stuff. Like, I'm, I'm lead writer James Watt, uh, Watt. I think that's how you pronounce mm. it. And then you've got, um, oh, you know, lo obviously loads of people working on it. So it's that almost like putting in all the stuff, but some stuff gets cut out in the end. So maybe yeah. like. What makes what makes dragons accessible to everyone, and and thinking yeah. about what people want, and people do want to create their own dragons and stuff. But yeah, yeah for me, I get to that point now, going, I, I I could have guessed some of this perhaps. Yeah. You know, I could. I'm I'm. I guess again, I, maybe who is this book for? And it's coming back to that saying, what are these books yeah. for? Are they for experienced GMs or are they for new GMs? And I think one thing I'm getting more and more is that they want more and more people to get into DMing and GMing and so it, it's maybe yeah. it, it is at a level where you're like oh yeah I can take that and run but I yeah. wonder if we've got to that point now in Dungeons and Dragons for, for, for you and I who are like mm. well we know how to run the game we know how to customise stuff and, and we're happy to fail with it we yeah. want more examples of more in-depth stuff just to tickle our fancy and stuff because there's obviously yeah. when we looked at like Ghost Walk for example yeah. a lot of that is just lore yeah. And you can take all of it, you can take a bit of it, and I, I, it's it. fascinating, I you know? Yeah. I think the thing is, and I think going on that point, it, and it's, it's different conversation, but it's fine, is, is that a lot of people get into Dungeons & Dragons and TTRPGs, mm -hmm. you know, love fantasy sci-fi, and mm -hmm. the biggest part of sci-fi, well, sci-fi particularly, mm -hmm. and, and fantasy, is, is, is the allegorical nature, the mm -hmm. fact that they've got these really interesting high-concept theories that present themselves, and, and therefore, when you turn up to the to Dungeons and Dragons a lot of the time, it's lacking a lot of that. Mm -hmm. It's just giving you background for you to create your own, which is great, yeah. which is perfectly fine. But sometimes we want more of that. Like you were talking about yeah. the Alien RPG, you know, that's a fantastic mm -hmm. world. What a setting! What a fantastic like you know thought point. You know, people mm -hmm. created these super alien you know things yeah. that go off and kill. The, you know, it's like. We just want more of the law. I think the law they've got is amazing. As I said, that Mausoleum Crenepsis is a fantastic place. Like, yeah. I don't know, just give and just give some people some more of these, like we're talking Domains of Dread and Domains of Delight. Mm. Give us five. Give us just, you know, or ten yeah. or something like that. I mean, there's, there's so many Domains of Dread. They did, like, a whole book on it. And, and some well, of that's them true. Only, they did uh, do that, actually. But there's, only, but there's only, like, small... Sometimes they're only as small as a page and some of them have more. And that I'm, I'm all for that. But there, obviously... There wasn't any for the domains of light just yet. I assume yeah. maybe there will be, you know, its yeah. own source books. Obviously, this is like, oh, we're now going to go into this territory. But actually, think about it. Going yeah. back to, uh, I'm going to say his name wrong again, Minsk and Boo, the yeah. Journal of Villainy, they had those three, their four uh, hometowns, obviously, in the yeah, Baldur's did. Gate, Waters Deep. You're like, okay, traditional towns, yeah. I guess. And then you had the two others that are in a tree in the Shadowfell, yeah. exactly. underground. And you're like, and, but those were quite short in comparison to the other ones because they were like, oh, you can just 
imitate them and do it. You're like, no. Yeah, yeah really just... Them. I think that's the thing because as well, people are busy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, tired. No, but I think that... But it's, it's not just that. But it's also just like, it's just... They've got fantastic writers. Yeah. You know, write, you know, write, write, you know, give us more and we will, I think we, we'll we will consume it. it. Yeah, but exactly. Because I love those cities, even the ones that were on the land, like mm-hmm. Ashtkala, uh, which was the, had that sort that was of, it. That was own not, its not case awesome. system with the sort of, you know, the, with the very um, highly, the metals, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this, and it being, and you know, it's, it's a, a, a very gauche, nasty city, but it had so much depth to it that you're just like, mm. well, I want to go there and have people hate it. You know, like, I want, you know, it's kind of yeah. great. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like, a Sword Coast Adventurer's uh, Guide, which I mm. don't know if you've read a bit of. I've read bits of it, mm. and that's been interesting because, that obviously, it's a potted history of all yeah. of stuff around the Sword Coast. But it's written from different points of view, as if it's four, five different people in it. Yeah. Um, so like the bit about Candlekeep is from a, an elf ranger who's been in there and, stuff like that. mm. and it's, that's all fine but it, I guess because they were like oh it's about their personal view and I'm like oh, I'll just I, I prefer just like a bit more of a objective like here's the things you could do like uh, the great yeah. thing with the Minsk and Boo one was like here's yeah. like here's the population it's about 80% humans but yeah. like, anything yeah. like that like a quick cheat sheet and then well, you know what? lots of stuff in the there. critical role ones yeah, critical Again, roles. fantastic. Like, yeah. and you know, and everyone had a little adventure. Everyone had uh, yes. that was that's actually a bloody good one. You know, the town glory setting and the wild mount one. Here's yeah. cities. Here's who lives there. Here's the key functions and what it has. Yeah, and that's a great book if you're looking for inspiration. It's inspiration finders. That's it. Because that's it. Yeah. Also, not all you know, GMs. Are some of us are more interested in creating fantastic homebrew items? Some of us are interested in making ha- homebrew monsters and aren't interested in. And then some are love making their own lands and their own places. Mm-hmm. But it's trying to. I think yeah, as you said, I yeah, I, we've gone on a major tangent on this, oh, no. but it, it's back to the Planescape point in the DMs Guild that yeah. Shadowfell is that big. Yeah, and you're like tiny. As a There's like Shadokai, you know, and they do a little bit of the Shadokai in in Mordenkainen's and stuff like mm. that. But you've got to find that. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's, I, I mean, to finish off this segment, I completely agree. I think mm. um, it's that sort of thing where there's, you know, as DMs, we find different ways of doing it. And of course, the DMs Guild is there. But, well, that's you know, very true. You, yeah. you know, the wizards don't have to do it. You could do it your own, and people have done their own. So that it, mm. I mean, it's it's that sort of thing where we go something is lacking. Therefore, we yeah. should go do something about it. Which I think well, that's is, the thing, like the Gehenna tough, one. It? I said last week, I was like, I want Gehenna, I want the Walking City, and and like, but I haven't got the time. But I want you don't to have do the time. It. But people, people have put it up there. So it, I'm it sure is, people have. It is that sort of thing just to look it up. But I, I think coming back to Fizzbangs, yeah. I think, and I, I think I have mentioned it before on a podcast. Whether it's my own, I can't remember. But um, <laughs> some some people obviously buy books to play to run games from. And some yeah. people just buy books to read. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and I think that's the thing. These books obviously are made for people who play and run Dungeons & Dragons and less yeah. so for people who read about it. So I think yeah. that's the key distinction here. So whilst, whilst we think, we're like, oh, this would be great if this was in there, I'm sure other people would agree. And then they've put stuff on DMs. So it's, I think it's give or take. But obviously, no, like, it is. And I'm, yeah, and I think, I think to clarify, but, it is a really good book. It, yeah, and it's got but, lots of great stuff. It's just that... That could be pa- another chapter. And, and then, yeah, no, and I, I agree. Like looking at like dragons magic again, very similar to the uh, unearthed arcana, pretty pretty much bit for bit, essentially. Yeah. 
and using famous um, famous uh, dragons. The only mm. one I wanted to really point out is again a dragon I can't pronounce. Uh, mm. It's the Ralothin Psychic Lance. So I remembered last time when we when I talked about this. Um, so essentially, you unleash a shimmering lance of psychic psychic power from your forehead at mm. a creature that you can see within range. Alternatively, you can utter a creature's name if the target is within range, so 120 mm. feet. Uh, it becomes a spell's target even if you can't see it, so it gains no advantage from uh, cover or anything like that. And then it says, if the name target isn't within range, the lance dis- dissipates without effect. In the Unearthed Arcana, there's a second part to that last sentence, which said, the lance, dis- dis- oh, the lance disappears without effect and the spell slot is not wasted. That's a level four, yeah. So you could just be going around shouting people's names. <laughs> And hope, like almost like Marco Polo. <laughs> I love that. Marco, Marco Polo, Polo, Dave, um, Dave, Dan, Dave, Dave. Yeah, shouting up. So that has been taken out. We, I remember having a good chuckle about that because it's. I mean, it's you know, it's it's a uh, seven. It, it was. I think it was like ten d six psychic damage in the thing. It's now seven d six psychic damage and is incapacitated at the start of your next turn if it. Bloody hell. If it takes it. So, can you imagine not wasting your spell slot if it doesn't hit? Mm. You know. It's only a level four, but still, that's that's still a lot of damage, yeah. and that yeah. incapacitated could be really, really things. But that made me laugh that they had actually taken that second part oh, that's out. That's very good. That <laughs> <is> very good. <laughs> awesome. That's very cool. Um, well, I'm going to say that they've they've been clearly watching Dragon's Duel because they've Obviously. put in Draconic Transformation. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. As a spell, because you know, because I needed it and they didn't have it, so I just had to make up some crazy ritual that Caraptus came up with. But yeah, draconic transformation. There you go. You can do it. You can become a dragon for only a minute, though, yes. is not great. But then you just got tree polymorph if you really want to. If to you really, really want to, to go through it, absolutely. But um, yeah, that's very cool. There's also the other one I liked was Nathair's Mischief, just because I like the name. <laughs> yes, Nathair's Mischief. I think I wrote something about that one as well. You basically you can oh, fill yes. a twenty foot cube with with a fey draconic magic. Roll the mischievous surge table to determine the magical effect produced, and it's like the smell of apple pie fills the air. And each creature in the cube must succeed in a wisdom saving throw or become charmed by you. And just bouquet of flowers appears all around, and each creature must succeed in a dexterity saving throw or be blinded. <laughs> as the yeah. Flowers spray water in their faces. Yeah, this is exactly the same from Unearthed Arcana. So you're like, uh, yeah. again, brilliant, but also because yeah. it's that sort of debuffy type thing. Yeah. Uh, as a level two as well. That's not as that's, that's quite a nice one to get as well. And I, mm. yeah, I, I love that. That's again mischief tables. It's very similar. Um, when this when this episode goes out, it's been a couple of weeks, but uh, recently mm. released on Diaz Book Club uh, a bonus episode with my friend Hreg, who um, we talked about. Uh, Dungeon Dungeon Crawl Classic. I always get it the wrong way oh, yeah. around. Um, and that is interesting because when you cast spells, I think I've told you this before, you roll a d20. Every spell is a, d, is, is a roll, essentially. The higher mm. you get, the more successful it is, to the point of it being too successful. Uh, so, like, if you're a spider climb, you you and the party grow spider legs, that sort of thing. But you, oh, do, nice. you do a lot of rolling to customize everything about it and that okay. like it's, it's it's everything is completely random as a result so that's taking it to the extreme so yeah. why and that's that's why I quite like seeing that in spells like that going oh it's a d4 see what see what you get as a as a surge for the spell I might yeah. actually I I like that that unpredictability because you don't know what what you're going to do I'm going to cast a spell I'm going to hope for the best <laughs> am I going to charm them I'm going to blind them 
you know, it's going to be one of them. <laughs> it's going to be one of them. Yeah, are they going to become incapacitated? You know, yeah. or all that sort of thing. Or is it going to be difficult train? You know, and you don't yeah. know. So I quite like that as a as a spell. I think it's really cool. It's good. It is good. It's a little bit of wild magic for you for you, if you need it, sort of thing, which is I quite do. good. Components: uh, a piece of cross from an apple pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall I tell you? Some of my favourite magic items, though. Yes, go on then. Tell me some. Oh, so I well, first of all, um, an emerald pen uh, that comes up. Uh, So that is a wondrous item. This pen is tipped with an emerald nib and requires no ink to write. Whilst holding the pen, you can cast illusory script at will. Mm. So it's very much like I don't know if you've seen um, the new Pictionary out, but they have a pen that is. Bluetooth to your TV and you have to stand away yes. from the TV and draw it out. I have seen it. Yeah. That's, it. That's what I think. <laughs> oh, it's like yeah, um, it's cool. magic pen from uh, was it Playground or something like that where you're like, yeah. E. Da. I, was, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 Uh, oh, magic. Yeah. Yes, that was, uh, this brought me back. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> there were other good ones. Um, I like the gold canary figurine of wondrous power. I know. Again, very uh, well. Obviously, Bahamut is surrounded by golden dragons, and there's an image later on where he's surrounded by like seven gold canaries. So I think yeah. I assume that's where that's from. But yeah, this idea yeah. that it's just a, a fuck off massive canary. Yeah, it's a massive canary, and then you can use it when you you can't you you can while you're missing half or more your hit points, you can speak a different command word, and it becomes an adult gold dragon for up to one hour. But then you cannot use this again for one year has passed. That's, that's kind of cool. That's so this cool. is kind of like your, all right, I think we're dying. Break out the dragon. Break get the dragon out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Crush the canary. <laughs> Just like smash the canary to the ground. And Pokemon starling. <laughs> this massive growth. It's, it's like, yeah, it's very much like Digimon, isn't it? Where they're like, no. yeah. <laughs> final form. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Level up. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh, I know, no, I love that. I love that. Um, I quite liked. Uh, I I actually like the Topaz Annihilator. So this is the first time I've I've seen a magical musket oh. a weapon. So essentially, it is. Uh, it's like a. It's a. It's a musket, but in lieu of any ammunition, it holds a glowing scale from the Topaz drag. Uh, from a Topaz at its heart. So in my head, it's like you know, as a musket, but it's sort of just almost like as a sight, perhaps. There and um, it has a normal range of 100 to 300 feet. Two handed deals 2d6 necrotic damage on a hit. And if it reduces a creature to or an object to zero hit points, it is reduced to dusk and it cannot be restored to life uh, only by a true resurrection or a wish spell. That's pretty, that's pretty. And the disintegrate spell, it once per short rest, which is a sixth level spell. Disintegrate is horrific. (laughs) Horrific. Yeah. 10d6 plus 40. Yeah. Force damage. It's, it's fucking brutal. Don't be on the wrong side of that. (laughs) Definitely not. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. What I find funny is it does 2d6 on a, just a hit. But then... (laughs) <laughs> then you can just disintegrate as a what you know like I don't know it's kind of funny really just I was like how how, how injured do they look great <laughs> Get out yeah of exactly <laughs> well I mean max 100 pa- 100 damage I mean oh, well I, I really want to find that topaz annihilator right now in my well, Strad game <laughs> weapon firearm legendary requires achievement obviously um, yeah. but yeah very very cool and obviously there's yeah. other ones as well uh, platinum scarf, which again I think is a great mm. role-playing, flavoursome one. So yeah. beautiful scarf made of sturdy cloth and covered in 
platinum coloured scales. So there's um, yeah. I think it's called the other the other the, the way I see it is like the robe of many things, which is like what I imagine is like a dressing gown, but with like school. Um, schoolboy or like Girl Scout spa- uh, patches on, which you rip off mm. and they become stuff. This is obviously just scales, and it's I think more, more stuff like that is is what we need. And like like you said, like that idea of like what Fizzband that quote was saying. Like I love it when monks you know animate uh, or narrate their their moves. It's mm. like you know um, I know he's not very favourable just now, but Chris Pratt he always like he got told off for going pew 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 when he was shooting as Star Lord <laughs> in Guardians of the Galaxy. like pew 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 pew. Like no, you can't do that. <laughs> We're filming. Um, but yeah, going back to the platinum scarf, um, you've got free, basically free scales before uh, um, it, before it has to be recharged on, on the next dawn. Uh, a breath of life. So you take the scale, you pull it off. Uh, the scale disappears, and you and one creature you touch regains ten d four hit points. Good. I mean, that's great. Like that's mm-hmm. more than many. That's more than um. Is it? A, a, I can't remember. It's ultimate potion of healing, which is like eighty-four. Mm. Um, so that's pretty good. Platinum shield. So for an hour or until you dismiss it, the shield becomes plus one. So the scale comes up, and again, pretty beautiful. And then mm-hmm. radiant hammer. Uh, the scale becomes a magic light hammer, which you and another creature can use, and again, more radiant damage and stuff. But hey, that's that's free. You know, for an action, free members of your free members of your party can get ten d four healing. Pulling it off your scarf, that's pretty. That is really good. That, that, that could is be a really proper good. lifesaver in a, in a, a very hard battle. Mm. So, mm. yeah. Oh, I love that. No, it's really good. Um, I think, yeah, there's no, there's really, there's some pretty awesome, there's some really good ones in there. I don't think m- many GMs would be giving those out, though. That's the only problem. Oh, no. That's the thing with these. You read them and go, yeah, but no one's going to give me that because <laughs> that's so high powered. Can't, I can't find that in the bazaar. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You f- see a scarf someone's left behind on the table. Oh, what is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's been left in lost property. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That just makes me think of um, uh, Portals of Being Earnest. Oh yeah, a handbag in a handbag. <laughs> a so. handbag. And where did this charitable gentleman with the first-class ticket for the seaside resort find you? In a handbag. <laughs> that makes no sense to anyone probably outside of the UK, but that's that's fine. <laughs> Watch Important to Being Earnest. It's a bloody great film. It's a great brilliant, film. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, Horde Magic items I think is good. I really like mm. it's taking, it's actually making uh, awakened and growing stated um, uh, magic items, which I think is positive. We love those from Vestiges of Divergence, mm-hmm. which, as you know and I know, you can't do on DMs Guild because they're not canon to this, but they are now, so it's yes. okay because it's all fine. They're, well, but under a different name. But the whole slumbering, stirring, wakened, and ascendant is um, is really cool. I, I, I really like that, and I like how that's flavored. Talk about flavouring with the, the And app. I think this this is a perfect example of this. It's like, oh, well, how do these items get in these states? Yeah. So the idea is obviously at the beginning they're slumbering because they're just they're just added to the dragon's hoard. As we know, yeah. dragons love love collecting things, whether it's through mm. greed or it's just like, no, this is mine, you know. Mm. Um, and then yeah, if it goes for like stirring, which is like a young dragon, so if it's been in there yeah. for a year, it's been there for a century, all, all that sort of thing. And I think that's mm. exactly what I like. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. And I, I mean, ultimately, like you said. Is this for the DM stuff just as an idea? But I was mm. like, yeah, that makes sense because then you'd be like, okay, this dragon's been around 50 years. So most things are going to be 
awakened or, or this. Mm. And it, again, this, mm. I love this idea that it decreases in power as well if it's taken from the hordes. So mm. you might be like, oh, this is an amazing thing. And then it just goes back to being not even normal, but, you know. Yeah, if it's a, not attuned, I think if you attune to it, you keep it, don't you? I think that's what it says. Oh, is that what it says? Oh, yeah, so understand. just uh, if no oh, creature yes, is attuned to a horde item, that the item is, and, and that item isn't in a dragon's horde, the item decreases. So it's not like, which is fortunate, because at least if you don't use it, and then suddenly you start losing the power. So but that's interesting. It, I guess yeah. if you were going to sell that sort of stuff, yeah, you'd have to sell it pretty quickly because obviously it's like that sort of like, mm. wait, it doesn't do the what you said it did. Exactly. Well, it's a bit. Uh, it always reminds me a bit of um, the Drow's uh, magical items in uh, in um, in the Drizzt novels again. I was pretty much I read them, but when he when Drizzt comes out of the Underdark, his mm-hmm. blades and his um, Paushiwa, I don't know how you pronounce it, his cloak. Mm. Lose their and lose their power in the sunlight Ooh. because they don't oh, so they uh, and they become inert yeah. eventually. His oh. blades, so they have a magical tendency which slowly decreases, and then the the sort of sh- the sort of shimmering cloak that sort of helps them, um, and his magic as well. He loses some of his magic because of being out in the sunlight. Which is just I don't know. It's a similar sort of thing to that sort of mm. power being held in in a space and maintaining that power is. Obviously, yeah. loses it as you leave it. And yeah. and what's good about this as well? Because obviously, we again we've done another not not necessarily obviously. I don't know why I keep saying that, but um, we have done an episode on uh, magic items and like what mm. do you, what just comes up in and uh, not even a dragon's hoard, but you know you defeated a boss. What they got in their little hoard. Mm. What I like is that because um, you roll for stuff and sometimes it's like oh there's lots of art. Mm. You're like well that's just a flavour something. But what I like is that it goes down to going okay it's an ornament or it's a piece of artwork here's some flavorings that you can do and you can describe and i think it's nice to set it out like here is a vessel so something that's drinking here is a focus you know mm. i think i quite like that as like here's some examples they did and, and this it. is the other thing giving us some good examples of it like the dragon yes. vessels and all those things were really were really cool yeah yeah and i, I think it, it's just nice to have that and yeah like mm. and then it's broken down like you said like into slumbering, stirring, wakening, and ascendance. So, adding those things to it. So, yeah. I did like the quirks as well, the draconic quirks. Yeah. Like the items bearer can speak and understand draconic, for example, is one of them. Like when you, there's another little bonus to it. It's quite nice. So. Mm, yeah. Again, um, making uh, magic items and artifacts as well, having that idea of a quirk or, or a personality attached yeah. to something works really well for these ones for sure. Mm. Like just having that. That dragon s sort of thing, and you again maybe something you'd never tell the rest of your party, but you're like the dragon's whispering in your ears. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You're like shush. You know, looking at your cup that you you bought, you've taken from the dragon's. I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I no, I, they, these are really good. Uh, draconic gifts. Do you want to talk about these? Yeah. I, I I would say I love the quote at the top, which is uh, you know the proverb. Don't look a draconic gift in the mouth. Some say it's because of the breath weapon, but really it's the smell. <laughs> <laughs> That's very uh, good. I like that. that. Really yeah, so um, this is this is quite cool because uh, like uh, this idea that obviously on the death of a dragon, it can result in its power taking root with, within a character or mm. a chosen heir or the dragon killer. Um, mm. So again, depending on what you're planning to do with dragons in your campaign or what your maybe what your players are planning to do, mm. um, you can bestow. Uh, gifts and I would say in quotation marks here but what I mm. like again right at the beginning is the sort of visualisation of it it's like mm. here's some dragon mark ideas so like how you can just mm. how this person stands out from the other random people so if you meet the big bad who's just killed um, a dragon mm. you know they could have yeah, a bit of their hair or a streak of it which I always like a very rogue like from X-Men 
uh, yes. changes colour to match the dragon's uh, uh, dragon's colour of scales. Like, oh, I love that. Mm. No, really cool. Really, uh, I, I liked I liked a lot of this. I think I've heard people talk about them, and I think they they do come up similarly. That they are like they're basically feats, but but additional feats. And it even says you can use feats as mm -hmm. alternate ones to DM's discretion. But they are they are really cool, and um, you get you know it gives you different uncommon, rare, very rare, very rare, and legendary, depending mm -hmm. on the age of the dragon that's died. I like the idea, you know, my thought as well, because, you know, that's another thing. I read this and I go like, I think dragons are really majestic. I don't like killing them. <laughs> Do you know no. what I mean? And I'm not really a big fan of it. And maybe that's just me. And I, I just feel like I've got to that point where it's like, I don't want to just go around. It's that um, Shadow of the Colossus, you know, like mm. I'm the bad person because I'm killing all these fantastically. You're, you're running behind them and then you're just like yeah. climbing up them and like stab. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. it's just like, and actually you, you've just destroyed all these majestic things. But I guess but going with that Bahamut, uh, the, the Order of Bahamut, if you've gone and like tried to protect a dragon from being attacked, and then it's died, you know, and you've you've and you're there whilst you're trying to save it, and you gain this ability from it, some sort of spirit. That's kind of beautiful, and I think that's kind of lovely. I, I agree, I and yeah, I, I like again, I I again, just the way I do it. I like unless there was a big reason why you'd kill a dragon. I I do see these things, as you said, mm. like an additional like story reward, so that you've completed mm. something. You've, yeah fended off something or you've done something in the well like the dragon like Tiamat's come you know in cult, you've been playing exactly. Rise of Tiamat or you know a Horde Queen and you've you've had to fight you know because it's been terrorising in the villages and everything like that that seems fair and then you get a boon yeah. for completing yeah the, exactly yeah. and yeah yeah, I, I do yeah they are yeah I think they are you can treat them as feats absolutely mm. so mm. but I think you can just get them yeah you, you can get them whenever like as a story reward yeah. in some way so like, yeah I think I think that and again what I quite like about them they're, they're flavoured in such a way like because you could just be like ah they get them anyway or something like, but I think yeah if you did that as part of a story reward um, like if you were the if you were the nice Bahamut this could be feats that you yeah. could take. Do you know what I mean? Like instead of a Absolutely. feat, like yeah. just because of your connection Ooh. to, or if you were Dragonborn, yeah, maybe even. having it open. Yeah, having it open to you like that. Mm. Yeah, as a, oh, as you are Order of Bahamut, then yeah, these are open to you. Whereas everyone else would, you know, oh, you'd have to do, you have to prove yourself. To exactly. You. Yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. that. That's quite cool. Um, yeah, so I, 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 we don't have to go through all of them, but they pretty much just take a lot of dr dragon <laughs> dragon things. It's a lot them. of dragons. Yeah. Based a lot on dragons. Uh, what, what? So the next thing, chapter three, then is dragons in play, and this is yes. and this is actually a really good. I mean, it's a really good, another really good uh, section for DMs, and it's a and it really. We've talked about this a lot that role playing is becoming more popular in gaming, which is really positive, and this is a really good document about how do you so actually play times. a character how do you get into the how do you get into not only role playing them but the followers and the relationships they have how to actually build an encounter around a dragon and then like adventure and then actually going further how would you make a dragon come into an adventure or further into a campaign around dragons and this is where a lot of dd season three is getting a lot of good ideas yeah. uh because i've played dragons and you know what i haven't played them as well as i think i've been I've, also i've been doing them in one shots and trying to fight a dragon in a one shot halfway through a one shot is never going to happen but no. they are um they're interesting beasts and they've got uh, there's this is really good i think this is a really good 
yep. additional bit. Have you we'll, gone through we'll, this bit? Did you go through all this bit? Yeah, so I was yeah. going to, so for me picking out stuff, so mm. um, again, it's splitting them up into so wormlings, young dragons, adult dragons, ancient dragons, and I know there's been stuff yeah. on this before, but actually saying, like, here, here is how old they are. Mm. So, like, I didn't even realise wormlings are, like, the first five years of a dragon's life. I yeah. generally thought it's, like, elves, like, oh, they get up to, like, they're 30, and then they go through puberty or something like that. And mm. then, like, young dragons are up to the first uh, century, and then adult dragons are, like, 101 to mm. 799. <laughs> like, that awkward in-between stage, and then, you know, ancient dragons are 800 plus. And I think mm. that's... I I need that as a, as a, as a DM, because, yeah. again, like, I think... Because their section in the Monster Manual, it's there, it's in detail, because obviously it talks about chromatic mm. versus metallic, but it doesn't talk about the lifespan or even yeah. the re- the reproduction, which yeah. I wanted to talk about yeah. briefly. Because again, Minsk and Boo talked about like you can get a dragon's egg. Here's what you yeah. do with it. But like obviously it goes, you know, it does talk about like well, dragon eggs also mature. They could take many many years to mature, and you're like, oh shit, like that's that's gonna take a long time. And I just thought, you know, how when you talked about before like killing dragons. That doesn't seem right in a way, but you've got mm. stuff here like spontaneous reincarnations, almost like a um, phoenix. Like you know, they die mm. and an egg is replaced in the in the thing. You know, dra- uh, draconic transformation. Enlightened non-dragons are transformed into dragon eggs when they die. Mm. I think that's less cool. <laughs> I just want yeah. to turn into a wormling or something. Like don't 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 bother with the egg st- egg stage because I don't know. Um, but I do- but yeah, yeah, yes. I just I'll read out the seedling because it is great. So like. Yeah. At the heart of the world, underground, or in a remote, pristine wilderness, stands a tree which dragon eggs grow like fruit. Once in a lifetime, each dragon feels an overwhelming urge to seek out this tree. After finding it, the, gar- uh, the dragon must persuade its guardian to relinqu- relinquish one or more eggs. Mm. What a story! Mm. And I can I imagine it. a dragon asking for adventurers to come with it, mm. um, to go get these eggs like mm. once a, a century or something like that so i and yeah that's again having that idea of like magical fruit um there's lots of uh, like there's one and on, like doctor who recently there's all these things like, coming down like beautiful eggs on a, on, on mm. vines and stuff like that and yeah that mm. seedlings of the first world really i like that as a as a concept but i'd probably use that one yeah, I, I, I like a lot of them. I think there's a good, you know, the consuming treasure one's funny. <laughs> just like, just going to eat some treasure. And, oh, I've got a bit of a treasure belly. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, a significant portion of their own whores. Like, no, no, I couldn't yeah. possibly. Like, one last... Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, and this rejuvenation one is sort of like... An ancient dragon voluntarily enters a deep trance, eventually dies, leaving behind a single egg. I kind of like that in some of it. It's quite sweet. And the dragon conclave one's kind of having like five dragons come together and then clutch of eggs, hatch five dragons of different kinds. Uh, G- giving up a bit of their life energy is part yeah. of the process. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I think this table for sure, because I think that that, not that it answers how dragons are made, but I just think that's actually mm. what a cool life process it's like you know because maybe you do have to think about like you said like why are so so few dragons why is there so many dragons like is there is there a reason and again that could be a story hook in itself going we go and find the last dragon and preserve this this uh, species it's oh yeah and Mm. and obviously going on like they've got these ideas for half dragons as well like so not even dragonborn but this idea that Mm. it doesn't have to be it's i like it 
just just as dragon reproduction isn't necessarily a straightforward biological process, yeah. uh, you know, it's like yeah. Yeah. it's not the birds and the bees, it's not the dragons and yes. the dragons. Um, but it's the half dragons that is cool, and how it gives you little boons, little yeah, little things to go with that. Yes, it can go all the way from regional effects to mm. the cradle favor, which I do quite like. That's the idea that a dragon may bestow the gift of draconic power on a newborn baby or mm. an unborn baby as either a blessing or a curse. Because, mm. like, like um, in Critical Role, Mark Hume's character, whose name escapes me, but was was a similar Kaliana. Uh, that's mm. her name. Where she was half dragonborn, and she was, uh, you know, because you could physically her appearance, like she would hide her scales and stuff because she looked frightening to people. So again, depending on how you'd roleplay that and stuff, mm. you maybe want to put that on there. But yeah, I, I think these are quite good. The, these are quite good. All mm. of this book is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I think this whole chapter, lots of information, lots mm. of cool things, like the death of the dragon as well, death throws, which I think yeah. is great for, again, if you're talking about your combat, one shot, once, mm. if they, they do manage to kill a dragon, he's like, well, it like the first one on the death throws table says, this dragon immediately uses one of its lair actions, centering the effect on itself. You're like, whoops, <laughs> like, explodes. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, dragon, the dragon uses its breath weapon one last time, so it's mm. like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do like those. And I, and also I like the regional reversals as well, like mm. the fouled water, the rest of sleep, all those things are quite, quite. Well, the weather within six miles changes dramatically. You know, I don't know. I kind of like those good little flavor flaves. Um, yeah, no, they're very cool. Uh, and then that's when it talks about the echoes across the world, isn't it? Yes. yes. Which is this... Which is what I was talking about earlier about the mm. fact that there's the, in every material plane there is this dragon has an echo of itself on um, on all these different planes and therefore they can like with dragon sight be able to experience the life of and the and the uh, intelligence and the understanding of all these other ones which mm. they gain more of when they get more ancient, yeah. Yeah, and as uh, yeah, looking at as a like it says, as a spider sees through all its eyes, dragons simply are once and many times. Like, ah, mm. oh, like like obviously this was in case it, in case it's not obvious, Fizzbands is littered throughout the quotes, just like with Tasha's, just like with Monica Hayden's, yeah. just like with um, Minsk and Booze as well. Um, and I quite like I I prefer this because I I sort of mentioned before the Sword Coast Adventurers Guide. Um, that is written from different perspectives, but it's throughout. It's from it. It says mm. like, um, "Oh, this chapter was written by so and so," and then it's forever in their voice. I much prefer this because it's sort of like, it because it feels like again accessible to read, but then quite funny. At the like you got the Tasha's mm. sort of cutting wit and interesting thing here. Fizzbands is clearly, I see. Obviously, I know we've got the image of Fizzbands as, as um, like a monk of some sort, or the, the golden canaries. But it's like quite wry humor, quite like uh, uh, like this is like quite funny, like almost like, mm. not, not. I wouldn't even say dad's humor, but just very like yeah. Ah, I get you. Yeah, it's cool. He's mm. yeah. Um, we then this gods and religion talks a lot more about them and that's where I was saying about it saying some of them aren't actually gods it sort of implies a lot of that but there's a lot more to that which is in the Dungeon Master's Guide if you want to read up on that as well but then it's got the dragon organisations like Cult of the Dragon and it yeah. sort of says you know there's there's there gives you some adventure hooks for that but they are yeah if you do Horde of the Dragon Queen and um, Rise of Tiamat 
that's the you know that's that's all there's much more of that in there but they they're an interesting lot <laughs> they wanted yeah. to make dracoliches because they mistranslated everything you know that's that's which is part <laughs> yeah. of the whole the whole yeah. cult of the dragons thing in in that book and then the chamber i thought was i'd never i don't know much about eberron but um they sounded quite quite interesting this sort of mm -hmm. prophetic sort of um group of people trying to observe the, the potential futures using dragon sight and stuff like yeah, that yeah because cool. I, I seem to remember at the beginning it talked about the myths of everyone describing its involvement with dragons uh, having uh, like dragon above, dragon below, and an Eberron is the dragon in between. Mm. Um, which again, I quite like that that they that they yeah. are created this microorganism of the multiverse through these sort of depths. Yeah, and yeah. I was just like, so yeah. Was it Eberron? It's not. It's thus not actually a fragment of the first world, but rather a second generation derivative derivative of that realm. Mm. So so that idea that is like you said, almost like an echo in some mm. way. So yeah, but yeah, I don't really know much about the the chamber either. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I need to. I need to read more about Eberron. I guess it's just to understand it more. But yeah, it, yeah. They, but they sound, the, what I read here sounded very interesting, and you could take that into your own campaign. The sort of uh, prophetic, sort of like trying to understand time and maybe how that could work into your campaigns and stuff like that. Well, um, uh, if you're watching Doctor Who just now, it's all about the flux and time being rewritten and broken oh. and changed. It's yeah, yeah. So okay. just just saying. They've been watching uh, Marvel, have they? <laughs> I, everything. You know what? Again, spoilers if you're not seeing no. the second episode. There is a bit at the end where the big bad is about to click their fingers for time to rush through someone, and it feels very Thanos. It, uh, it really? And it's like, okay. oh no, someone's <laughs> been watching Avengers Endgame. <laughs> That's so uh, cool. And obviously, like again, I know we're we've been on this sort of a little while now, but like, yeah, looking at all, all this off stuff about uh, dragons as adventurers. Yeah. I'm sure we'll have to go into yeah. much more detail. Really cool, really good. Uh, the encounters you can have, little good uh, sort of followers that you can have, relationships to those minions. Uh, I like the dragons as. Um, uh, the dragons as people, as um, mm. uh, you know, like they could be existing as a crime lord, or they could be existing in humanoid form as like just to keep you know. As, so I quite like as, that as idea. As a noble which, or a parental figure, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. The sort of person in your campaign that you just assumed, like in that one, someone you loved that, that turned out to be a dragon. But that's sort of like, yeah, you're working for this crime boss, and then. So suddenly you cross them or something like that or you make the wrong choice and take you know and then they just turn into a dragon or something like, like that it's you're cool. like oh my god it's their final form just oh, okay. out loud yeah and, like they and then like obviously rushing a little ahead of now there's like the dragon mm. encounters mm. where it actually i think this is very good and i'm sure i'm sure the older mm. books do this as well but I've just in fact i've just noticed this, it's that idea going okay is this encounter it asks questions it's like is yeah. this encounter a goal or an obstacle what is the goal of it what is mm. the where is the thing? Is the encounter in the lair? If so, you mm. need to count for that. Are they alone or comp? You know, little things like that, and then building it up from there. I think that's such a great way. And mm. I know other books do do that. That idea of like yeah. let's break it down rather like you want to do something and throw it in. That's cool. Let's think about the other bits around support to sort of do that scaffolding around. Yes. And then, no, I think yeah. that is really good. And that, and this is where we're saying it's a very GM heavy game book, isn't it for this? And. Uh, Having done that Sunless Citadel, Sunless Citadel yes, adventure Sunless when I first Citadel. returned yes. back to D&D, that was the first one we did. And uh, it's such a fun one, you know, trying to, cap that, just trying to capture Calcrix. It was like yeah, the it's most... Yeah, like, come here, come here! <laughs> yeah, 
The yes. one we just got Meepo. We're just getting Meepo. Like, you go and do it, Meepo, and stuff Meepo, like that. Yeah, so again, spoilers. Meepo the Brave. Yes, yeah, Sunless Citadel spoilers, but Meepo is a little uh, Cobalt yes. who has lost the Cobalt's uh, mascot, which is yeah. this white wormling yeah. uh, uh, thing, which is you have to go rescue it, and yeah, Meepo the Brave, who's like, I, I will come. Like, you're like, oh, yes. he's dead, good, yeah. dead. Yeah, no, we got, we tried wormling. to, we convinced him to go in the room on his own with him. But oh it worked. no, 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 he survived. It was fine. It was good fun. I loved oh. it. It was a good, it's a good adventure. I recommend and, it. And also starters. that because that does involve a red dragon as well, whose name is Ashaladon. Yes, because um, that's it. Basically, the sun the citadel was up, and then Ashaladon came and just buried this whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. good, yeah. As, as, as the tiniest mention of, uh, of that dragon, but I, I do remember because mm. Sunder Citadel is, is a really good. If you're if you're not wanting to do Mines of Fandelver, Lost Mines of Fandelver, mm. sorry, Sunder Citadel is another really good good starting one because then yeah. you've got White Plume Mountain, which you you've run and I've yeah. been in. Uh, yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. I so, ran it for you. Yeah, no, but there's yeah, yeah I, Sunder Citadel. Yeah, and literally, I played I played both of those before. But we start as I said, we started Sunder Citadel and then went into a homebrew campaign. But it worked really well when, when we were coming back to it and then a couple of other people were sort of new to the game and it was yeah, yeah. it was a good the only problem yeah. is it is a dungeon crawl so if you're going it is a dungeon crawl yeah it is a bit of a crawl so there, that's the only thing to just be aware yeah, it's got, of it's, yeah. yeah it's three layers isn't it as well. yeah, but I mean quite... I mean, to be fair you you are currently in Custard, the Durst house and that's several layers in itself even though so yeah but at least each layer's only got like five doors not some of the system where it's got like a hundred rooms he's each. like Christ Meepo yeah, yeah like... Meepo what are we doing now like, yeah anyway it was good fun though but anyway I, what I'd say because obviously we've run over time by loads why yeah we might have to cut some bits out Meepo nah, not at all I'm, obviously I, like I said I've only read half of this is there any of the bestiary any sort of dragons right yes that you yes want to so recommend? yeah what it also comes on is is a dragonomicon which is yes. uh creating a dragon uh, mm -hmm. which we did uh, the layers adventures treasures and like legends of that and then it comes up and gives you just the information about all the different types of dragons um which is which is very cool um well, i think i guess we could do that an episode on that at some point yeah like, actually I think... go through because i think that'll be a cool yeah create a dragon would be quite yeah. fun i'd like let's to do create a dragon. Let, yeah let's create a dragon that. let's create and, let's create dragons let's create dragons and then um uh if we create a dragon i'll put it in dragon steel let's do that there you, go. There, you there go. go there you go um more content i as I, I mentioned before on a couple of weeks ago the aspect of uh tiamat Mm. And I just loved, as I said, my favourite thing was uh, Health Ravernus was just a great, like, such a great thing. And again, I liked that it could just be flavoured better. But uh, yeah, they get thrown and banished through the first layer of the Nine Hells and then they reappear back in non space. But I just, I want a flavour that they just literally get thrown I mean, through the look portal. At, look at that image. I'm sure you've got it up there. Yeah. Well, but look at, beautiful. That should be yeah. a poster in its own right. It, yeah, seriously. Oh. Tiamat is, is awesome and um yeah no I, I and there's the aspect about it as well i mean these are super I mean, high level i mean i mean very cool but it's only got one head <laughs> yeah it's only got one head yeah. <laughs> you know it really is i think team is so much cooler it's such a great idea this I mean, sort of five I mean, I mean that's it bahamut has platinum breath uh, mm. so a, a 300 foot cone uh, 26 dexterity saving throw. Not many people are taking that. Or take 66 or 12d10 radiant damage on a failed save. Oh. Pretty, pretty high level. 
Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. Oh, that's a tra- challenge rating thirty. Yeah, you'll you'll be dead probably. Uh. Mm. Uh, yeah, this and it has mythic actions, not legendary actions. Not only legendary actions, but it has mythic actions, that's which is what. Yeah, they also have. Yeah, that's that. I, I, I've seen that before. Um, again, going back to our um, monster mash episode with uh, mm. how how not to DM with Derek, the Dullahand, which is the their equivalent of the headless horseman, is that when you've killed the headless horseman, it regra- regains all the hit points and then it has access to mythic actions. So I wonder, you know, how you were talking about um, big bads having actions lower levels mm. that aren't uh, legendary actions. Maybe that is that they're sort of going. It's like this is like. A second form in some way, yeah, but maybe exactly. having mythic actions or or a secondary kind of action for mm. your big bads in a way. I like so. that. Yeah, no, yeah. they and it's good to sort of up that, up that again, and also a chromatic great worm, which is basically like as I said, the Chronepsis character. You know, any of the oh Ashaladon, you know, those sorts of mm. like they've got so they've consume more of their bodies or they're doing other things to get themselves to be at a mythic level and so you can just have any chromatic type that is uh, a great worm uh, mm-hmm. and that gets chromatic flare where flares of elemental energy so each yeah, 60 foot radius sphere centered on the great worm must succeed on DC 26 saving throw or take 5d8 damage of a type determined by the color of the dragon but um, yeah they're pretty pretty beasty uh, pretty beastly animals, but those are the those are the sort of yeah. And then I quite like the hi- you like the hydra, didn't you as well? You I think oh, you said that the, the hydra the hydra dragon, which is it is just essentially a hydra, um, but obviously you have to roll for how many heads it regains that haven't been taken by uh, radiant damage. I yeah. think I was like, yep, you better better look out. Although I did just see because it just turned up there the horde mimic is on two o four, which. As a great picture of like somebody, almost like a yes. style. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, that is a mimic. That uh, is so cool. I'll try and find that quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for the it. horde mimic is H. Yeah. And the horde scarabs are cool as well. They just. Pretty... I look. Yeah, on the on the other. Yeah, on the opposite page. Again, you you will have a better image of that. Oh yeah, beautiful. The art. The art's great, guys. The art's um, great. <laughs> as ever, the art the art's great. The I like the eye drake. That yes. is cool. When that a beholder contends with the dragon for power and wealth. Yeah, Yuck. I got it. Yuck. Yeah, it gets completely obsessed and its dreams get so focused on it that it creates itself into a dragon beholder like uh, mix. It is freaky and I love it in that sense. I, I think it was such a cool idea and I, I was all for that. Uh, yeah. Good yeah, fun. yeah, you've got all the all the eye rays as well. So yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, if anything, again, it doesn't. Oh, it does say how big it is. It's a lard aberration. In my head, that thing is like, oh, not uh, like bird size. <laughs> oh no, around. yeah, that's no. This, this thing's big, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, pretty pretty huge. Uh, yeah, no, that's it's a pretty cool thing. Um, I really like it. Yeah, I like that one. The other one that I liked. Was I, just, I thought it was such a great idea. I thought it was such, someone's really gone like, what can we mix a dragon with? And they went, what about Beholder? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, but I did like the uh, dragon blood ooze as like something I'd love to just oh, yeah. add as an effect to uh, a combat. Yeah. You know, like if you want to really up a combat a bit and say that, you know, when you've hit a dragon maybe if you hit it hard enough like you take a like a quarter of its damage down in one hit or a number like say take a number that it produces such a glob of blood that it actually creates 
creates another <laughs> another thing for you to yeah. fight i think would be quite mean yeah. but fun Ch- with challenge rating five as well so it is it is going to mm. be an irritating one as well yeah like but yes, you could imagine just do it like once, like you know, someone comes in and just takes a like does a over fifty points hit on a dragon, oh, and it, it sort I mean? of coughs it up, and then you're like, well, we'll go to focus on the dragon, and then like two turns later, it's like I'm here, <laughs> exactly, like, almost yeah. like Slimer from Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, exactly. Ugh. I quite like that as an as an yeah. idea. One more, Dragonborn champions, but like um, very cool, good additional. I was thinking, have you have you played uh, have you played any of the the Tyranny of Dragons games? Any of the any of those campaigns? No, no. Because I've tried using their their dragon cultists, and like they're quite good. The claw, the fang, and the wing—they're mm. quite well done. But this is kind of like I thought. Actually, this is kind of gives um, some more interesting sort of like uh, variants on what could be some sort of dragon-related. Uh, mm. it, it sort of uh, like we we're talking about the the, the Bahamut uh, order Bahamut. These would be really like the Dragonborn of Bahamut. Use that as a sort of NPC character if you needed one for that yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just good, more sort of flavored towards yeah minor characters. Dragons. That yeah. definitely yeah absolutely and yeah looking at them as well. Sorry. And I mean I know we've not really mentioned uh, mentioned them, but the the, mm. the sort of. Per, uh, Head of the gem dragons, and I'm going to say their name wrong. Is Asad, but Sar Dior. I mm. always, I always think of it as like a oh, Dior as, as a fancy one. But and I've, I've, I know I've said this before on a, on a different episode. But this idea at the beginning that uh, the the metallic dragons are are good, um, chromatic dragons are bad, and then the uh, the gems are uh, neutral. And I kind of like mm. that as a as a thing. And like looking at all like looking at all <coughs> the dragonborns here. Like you said, Dragon Ball champions. Like, yeah, the Sardor one is that almost sort of like, um, yeah, heat breath as as psionics, because uh, mm. yeah, it makes sense because they've got different sort of um, uh, mm. p- powers compared to the other two, and yeah, yeah, yeah actually, just say that. I said typically lawfully good. Oh, it's mm. it's starting to say typically now in alignment. Yeah. I did not realize yeah. that. That's interesting. So. Mm. Yeah, and obviously Dragon Ball of Tiamat is typically chaotic evil. Just in case you weren't <laughs> you weren't sure. <laughs> But again, another good high-level character if you want that sort of dragon. You could make that not a dragonborn, if you know what I mean. But you could make, you know, if you wanted to flavor that just yeah. for someone who's been dragon-touched or championed of a as a, dra- a champion yeah. of Tiamat or something like that as well. As yeah, they it says them, medium humanoid on it, so yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> exactly. It so way. you could make them just a, an elf that has these abilities as well, mm. um, sort of thing. The I, dragon I flesh. Crafters as well were just quite. Oh, kind they, of, yeah, they're gross on the other page. Yeah, this is yeah. Hor- horrible image. It makes me think of Gene Stealers, but in from Warhammer. Mm. But it's that sort of like. Yeah, yeah. I love. I love the idea that you know you saying like medium. It, it is medium, unfortunately, but I love the idea of like a halfling or a gnome. Uh, champion, <laughs> like. Well, I mean, uh, you can just change that. I think you can just change. I would oh, just, with all these things, you can change them. I know. Yeah, but. that's what I. Yeah, so like literally. Uh, we, well, there is one in High Rollers, isn't there? When um oh. But he, he's a dragon sorcerer. I think that's how he's got it. But he's uh, I think so yeah. They flavor it. The, the little the, they they fight a halfling who's like really called Clarence in their Clash of Spells game that they have in it. Yes, and he's like, right, oh yeah. hello, yeah, oh hello, I'm very oh gonna fight you, am I Master Lucius and stuff like that? And then and then he just starts like blowing out like <laughs> like dragon's breath at them. It's quite funny. It's it's very well played. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. 
and one more piece of art that I want to show is yes, the please. dragon turtle. <gasps> yes, yes. Holy I... mackerel, that is big. Is, <laughs> I was they are, like, they are huge. Yeah. I didn't. You know, we talk about scale. I was like, mm -hmm. this is an ancient one. Is a gargantuan dragon. Oh yeah, it's it's. Again, it's that sort of thing where obviously you're thinking, oh, gargantuan, what, what does that entail? And you're thinking, it's got galleons of ships and it's not even the size of its nails. <laughs> its it's teeth like, is the size of a galleon, basically. Oh, that image is like. insane, isn't it? That image it's is fantastic. It's beautiful. Yeah, see, um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, like, obviously, you think of, when you think of gargantuan stuff, it's like, oh, it's. Um, I've completely forgotten what it's called now. Um, the the, the world-ending one that was at level 30 in the original Monsters Manual. Uh, sorry, at the end. Can't remember. But like the astral dreadnoughts, all that sort of thing, which yeah. it's incomprehensibly big. Yeah. The, this feels to me like this would appear um, in, a, in a game. You know how we were talking before about dragons being yeah. ground in a way? I can imagine this happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just like this island started moving. <laughs> yes. Have you seen Detective Pikachu? Yes. Yeah. 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 When they the the they oversized um I forgot the name of the the Pokemon but they are like the hills and the mountains are yeah. actually just the the big yeah that's very cool. Um, was there anything else on there that I, you? I think we're gonna have to come back to this book. You know, mm. I think we're gonna yeah, obviously I know we've rushed through the end and stuff like it's sort of it is and sort of initial impressions I know but mm. and I know we complained at the beginning we're always gonna complain because there's always gonna be stuff yeah. there but I think. I, I love this book, and it's quite—I I was say—it's quite s small compared to some of the other books recently. Like, if, yeah. um, I'm not going to get it out, but like, um, Ravenloft is quite thick and stuff like that. Um, so, it's there's a lot they've packed in there, but there's also stuff I think they've slimmed down. And mm. for me, the biggest thing, which we'll come on to probably next time when we're talking about villains, is that with more and more games going towards roleplay, mm -hmm. I think there needs to be more advice or more suggestions on how you actually role-play stuff. Now, obviously, in here, which we mm. barely touched on in a way, it's like, oh, you could role-play them because they've got certain mannerisms and stuff like that. Mm. Actually, I think any advice or tips on how you do that, that doesn't re rely on you, like, booming voice and then ruining your voice for the next day or an accent or anything like that. There, there, are, there are definitely ways to sort of hold yourself and stuff mm. like that. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's not a book thing. Maybe it needs to be a set of videos, I'm sure, which I'm sure they've done uh, as well. But and just in my head, I was like, that's what I'd love to see is people to give advice on how do you do role play and stuff because I think that's one thing many people get scared of doing when they're DMing yeah. is uh, performing in mm. a way and because you're doing all sorts you you're running a world <laughs> you're com combat admin and mm. you're also the cleverest person in the room <laughs> so yes it's a mixture of things but we'll, we'll, I guess. Just... Not me most of the time, so. No, no but I, but no. I, I thought because yeah. I again we'll come when we do villains. I because I've got a few exercises that we can do, uh, mm -hmm. so as well as creating a villain, we can come up with some sort of ways you can roleplay it as well. But yeah, overall, Ooh, love loved. I, I mean, I I went out to get this book, and I'm mm. not I've not been disappointed. I think the artwork is beautiful, and I, there's yeah. a lot in here that I definitely I'm going to spend the next couple next couple of days just going through reading it. Yeah, no, it, it's really good. And I think if you want more dragons in your Dungeons & Dragons, this is what you <laughs> yeah, want. And I think if absolutely. you want to make... You could make a whole campaign based off all the stuff in this. As I said, it, yeah. And then if, you, if you're bringing your own worlds to it, perfect, even more sort of thing. I think that's absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you, Hamilton, again, for, for, for suggesting such a great topic. Uh, thank myself for actually Did getting I, the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suggested the new Wizards of the Coast book. It's like, it wasn't the... Do you know what I mean? It's like... Uh, should we do Wild Wild the Witch? Like, does that came, you know, sort well, of thing. Yeah, yes. sure. Um, but yes, but, but I think, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely, it's definitely something we're going to have to return to and yeah. definitely look at, because I think there's, there's so much, like you said, in the, uh, what's, it, what's it called? The Dronot, dr- dr- I can't Dronomicon. even say. There you go. You've, you've got it. I, my words are gone. But there's so many different times, like different flavorings of that. I, I yeah. definitely, we definitely need to create our own dragon mm. and the encounter that goes with it. I think that yeah. that's the thing, because I think people would, I think I certainly would want that. Because yeah. this is all good inspiration, but then I guess we need to we need to prove that we can also do that. So, so yeah. So thank, <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. So thank awesome. You okay. Well, uh, how is everything going outside of fizz bands then for you, Fiona? For me, well, I'm so glad you are. So <laughs> my name is Fiona. Uh, I run the What Am I Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG one shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. Uh, so I'm going to say it's going so well. Whatever's coming out next is probably the best thing I've ever done. Don't know what it is, but I'm sure it is. Um, yeah, I think it'll be yeah. coming up towards the end of the year, so there'll probably be a end of year special uh, mm. at, at some point. Uh, there'll be some other sort of repeats of stuff um, doing really well, doing some other streams, doing some improv stuff, but it's all it's all going really well, and cool. I'm just just ticking along for the ride. What about you, Hamilton? What are you? What are you, what's, well, what's going on with you, man? I don't know because what will be happening by then, what will be out and known, but season three stuff will be happening. Christmas specials, which oh. will relate to season three. They're sort of an intro to what happens in season three. Um, should be starting in December. And that'll be the beginning of, that's like our prologue series mm. for season three. There might be some multiverse shit going on in that as well, <laughs> because we watch Loki as well, you know. Yeah. Because but why not, you know? And um, yeah, that's 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 about it, really. Yeah. That's that's there's just going to be more stuff happening soon. Uh, yeah, more stuff coming soon. That, that, that I think that's uh, that's our lives in general. It feels like almost exactly. like the future of D and D podcast, D and D panel, where it's like there's stuff happening coming soon and you're like yes exactly what is it yeah. <laughs> i mean um, you you will know about hopefully soon it's because we pre-record these things it I makes know. it that you just don't know what's literally known <laughs> at the time <laughs> it's a problem I, that's, sorry. What, that's what it looks no i no need to be sorry at least hey it means that we've got always got content in the bag that's how yes. i that's how i see it. exactly uh and yeah. then just to quickly finish off we because i forgot to do it last episode um mm. we have an offer code at third space gaming so if you want to get your copy of Fizzbands, <laughs> you, you can uh, uh, pre-order, well, now order probably, uh, from Third Space Gaming, which is at your friendly local game shop in Burnley, up north, uh, where I'm originally from. You can type in a DMPC, oh, i got to do it, DMBC, uh, into checkout uh, on the website, and you get 10% off your first order. So whether that is a Fizzbands book, whether that's terrain, whether that's another role-playing game, uh, that is fine. So just DMBC. Uh, using my own dragon claws at DMBC uh, into checkout and you get 10% off and yeah that's Fantastic. it awesome that's yeah. it I, I, with that there is none else but to say than love you, love you. <laughs>